John Joseph. John Joseph is a pastor, teacher, and an evangelist of God's world. He's the father of Ragwest Chapel, a thriving church in the heart of Lagos, Nigeria. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are still watching online because of the rain, you better get down to church and enter that rain because it will not always rain every Sunday like this. All right, people, are you excited this morning? You know, in the first service, I told them, and I said, we, it is those who learn to play that can be raised before God. God only promotes those who knows how to praise Him. And I'm still looking for the best. Out of all our pastors, I've, I've put up a price tag for the best person that can beat me to my dance. Because I have entered my season of promotion. I discovered that when we praise Him more, He raises us up more. All right? And there's an iPhone... 12 RS that is waiting for those who can admit. Mommy, Ike was trying to outbeat me, so I had to get down. Now, if I don't see you in front of me, you are, you know, those who are dancing behind me, you cannot get it. I'm serious. This time around, we are getting to the business of raising by praising. I said, raising by praising. Hallelujah. All right, so you must guess when it is time to praise God. Alright, those of you who are big men, you can sit in your place. But you see, those who play before God, those who are children before God, are the real big men before men. Amen. And I see God making big men this season. Big women this season. So when you hear the word praise, you roll up everything and dig it in, in His presence. Hallelujah. And it's such a wonderful thing. Amen. So, Pastor Joe, you have to try another day. All right? You have to try another day. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Can we pray? So, Father, we thank you this morning. It's raining down here in Lagos, Nigeria. Thank you for the blessing of a raining Sunday. Because it's not always like this. And they are memorable, treasurable moments. We thank you because it's a privilege to be alive, to see another time in your presence as your children. And we thank you because you are blessing us. And your blessings are overtaking us. And this morning, Father, you are a God to the whole wide world, but only Father to a few of us who have Jesus in our life as our Lord and Savior. We thank you for the privilege to be called your children and the privilege to be taught of you. So this morning, we ask that you teach us again in the name of Jesus. And thank you because as you teach us, our understanding is being flooded with light. And the truth is setting us free. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Shout a louder, amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. You may please be seated as a royal. Now, a lot is changing in the church. Um, I told you that we started our interpretation um, department. So, if you, right there in our new, in our extension out there, you see that the interpretation team are uh, taking place or have uh, started already. So if you have someone who cannot understand English or who does not speak English, we are starting with the Yoruba team right now. We are going to be bringing more team 
both online and offline, but we're starting offline right now. For those who don't speak English, but maybe you have an elderly person in the rural area, your father in the village, your mother in the village, make provision for them to join online and be blessed by the revelation of God's word through the interpretation uh, that is going on. Amen. But now it's still offline. Amen. Now, from this Tuesday, you see, we have what we call the anointed worship team now in church. All right? The anointed worship team, the mission is to sing songs that elevate and magnifies the name of Jesus. So, from this Tuesday, you see that our worship session on Tuesday service, you are going to see this classic people, this, you know, they are a special group among from they, they have been carved out of the anointed um, voices, and they are called the anointed worship team, and they will be, you know, leading us on Tuesday service now into the presence of God. So you cannot afford to miss the Tuesday service because it's going to be a special time, and something great is going to be happening this coming Tuesday, which you cannot afford to miss. Amen. So make sure you are there. Hallelujah. Now, if you miss the first service, I want you to make sure you get the message because I taught on how to pray for finance, how to pray in your finances, how to pray for finance. And it's not just your finance, but every aspect of your life. It's a message you cannot afford to, to, to listen to, to get. Hallelujah. Because it's going to bless you. Amen. Now, this morning, I'm going to continue on the subject of the powers of a cross, part five. The powers of a cross, part five. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 18 and 21. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is. Say with me, it is. Say with me, it is. The power of God. The preaching of the cross, the Bible defined it as the power of God. Now, Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, then says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So we may take up his cross and follow me. Now, there is the cross of Jesus and there is your own cross. Every believer have a cross. The day you became born again, when you received Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, you also received a cross. You also receive a cross. You have the choice to either drop it or to pick up your cross and follow Jesus. Because the Bible says it is the cross that produces power. 
The preaching of the cross is the power of God. Now verse 25 then says of Matthew chapter 16. It says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Now, I've been teaching on the death of Christ. But as I was preparing for this service, I realized by the help of the Holy Spirit that I've not actually explained deeper on what it means to die. Because I have, ex- I have told us that when you take up your cross to follow Jesus, it leads you on the road to be a Christian. A Christian or Christians are the anointed ones. The anointing is the power of God. The anointing is the Holy Spirit at work. Whenever the Spirit of God is at work, we call it the anointing. God in action is the anointing. Every Christian is a follower of the anointing. To be a Christian is to be with power. To be a Christian is to have power. Are you with me somebody? It's important you know this. Behold I give unto you power. To trample upon serpents and upon scorpions. And over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall be enemies or two. So the power is there. Now. I've told you that on the road of the cross, there are four prides or four appointments or four things that you must experience or you must take up. Number one, the price of losing. When you follow Jesus, you will have to lose something. Jesus will cause you the loss of something. He that is not ready to lose his life will not save it. You have to lose something. Because when you are in the world, you are the things that belong to the devil. So everything the devil blessed, I use the word blessed you now, but everything the devil gave to you, everything you received of the devil, when you came to Jesus, you will have to lose it. All the baggages of the devil... You cannot serve God with them. You have to lose all of them. You have to drop all of them. One of the things that those who do money ritual will tell you is that when they stop obeying the rules, they lose everything. I know the story of a man who Did ritual for money. And one of the things they told him. At that time. Was that he must not sleep with. A woman. 
that maybe that, I don't want to go into the details so that you don't have an idea. But the thing was that when he violated the rule because he felt he, he, now he was so rich, within days, most of his property got burnt, his business collapsed, everything he had. Through that ritual to the last penny, all went. All of them went. One of the things that you must know when God said that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. And what did the Bible says? All things are what? Passed away. Everything of the devil has to go. You have to lose them. All things passed away. If you are not ready to lose them, you cannot have the blessing of God. Because the Bible says, what fellowship and light with darkness? What communion at the spirit of God with Belial. So you cannot hold what the devil has given to you and you are now asking God to bless what the devil gave to you. Do you understand what it needs to lose? God will only bless what he gave to you. Not what the devil gave to you. So if you add even maybe for instance now, you secured that a prosperity through diabolical means. When you come to Christ, you have to lose it. Sometimes God will take it away. Sometimes you have to lay it down. Do you know why you have to lay it down? Because God will really tell you, to, want to see whether you are really ready to follow him. So we'll tell you, this phone, that boy you slept with was the one that gave you this phone. Now you are in Christ. You are born again. This phone is a product of fornication. Go and give it back to him. So you remove your SIM card and go back to that your immoral partner and say, Jackson, you know, before you are my boyfriend, but now I'm in Christ. You gave me this phone, but now I'm giving it back to you. I don't want it. Some of you, Jackson, will even request for it. Give me my phone back. And if he doesn't request it, you go and give him his phone back. Because it's a connection that reminds you of what he has done for you. When you sign out of an ungodly relationship, you don't keep anything that is a product of that relationship. You are in Christ now, but your former boyfriend is the one that bought all the clothes for you, all the shoes, even bought everything for you. It was an immoral partner. You have to pack everything that reminds you of him. 
Send it back to him or send it ablaze or give it out. Give it out. You have, sometimes you have to do it in phases so that you can do it all heartedly. Give it out. Why? Because it will always remind you of him. Each time you carry that bag, you know what you are carrying. Each time you wear that clothes, you wear that shoe, you know where it came from. So you have to destroy everything that reminds you or connects you to your old life. You have to lose it. Now, if you don't lose it, you may never have a cloth from God. You may never have a sin. You may be there, but no blessing is coming from God. Because the Spirit of God does not have fellowship with Belial, with idol. They don't go light and darkness. Don't mix together. Is somebody with me? It's the price you have to pay. Until you pay that price, you can't be blessed. You can't be blessed. When I came to Christ, the girl that used to sponsor me, buy clothes for me, supply me food, did, did everything for me, the first price I had to pay when I realized it was to run away from her. Second price, I cut off every form of communication. Every form of communication. Maybe I would never be married to the right person in my life if I did not pay that price. You know, sometimes you may actually then God may even say now, go and touch the person and bring both of you back. But you must first let it be God's arrangement, not your arrangement. This is what it means to be a Christian. You want to be a Christian, you are not ready to lose, you cannot gain. The second price is the price of suffering. Oh, you have to suffer something for God. All that must live godly in Christ must suffer persecution. At your place of work, they can say, if you don't join us, we will persecute you. I know a woman, she was an accountant, and when she took over the position, she realized that all the people in that position, all the orgas, used to liars with the former accountant, to, to sign out vouchers that don't exist in that company. So they will say, okay, let's sign that we are buying paint. We are refilling fuel. But this new godly woman, she was in this church at the point she, she came to preach one time. She said she, re, she will investigate everything she, they have to spend money on. And the management ganged up against her and said, if you don't dance to our tune, we will remove you, including the MD of the company, because it was a multinational company. The MD of the company, the and the rest of the management team, the GM and the rest said, "Girl, listen, this is how it's done in this position. If you will not dance to our tune, we will remove you. You will not last six months in that position." And she said. God brought me here. Only God can take me away from here. And I would rather lose this job than to sell Christ for money. This company is still in existence. It's one of the multinational companies in Nigeria. And uh, the battle began. So they will send vouchers to her table. She will investigate. Say, you say you bought, how can you, you bought, you collected money for fair last week? No, and she, and she said, no, I can't sign this, it's false voucher, this is false voucher, this is false voucher. 
they, they, they will say that, give us medical allowance, say, but you are never sick, you, I will not give. She, will, she refused to sign as an accountant. And they began to throw charms at her. You know what evil people can do? Sometimes she will come, she said on her door, she will see blood. She will see different things. But you see, the power of the cross, no devil can resist the power of the cross. Do you know why? Because the cross is a symbol of the blood of Jesus. On that cross, the blood of Jesus was shed. When you are fighting on the side of the blood, no devil from the pit of hell can ever overpower you. For the, we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. She said sometimes they, will, they have put things on her seats because all because of she was standing upright. She, I think she came one day and she heard the MD died mysteriously. And do you know what happened? When the MD of the company died, the IS, I think the MD of the CEO died. Do you know what they did? The management took her straight from the accountant, the board. She became the CEO of that company. She became, and you know what that means? All those who have been fighting her, then came to bow before her. She climbed several steps ahead of them. Bam, 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 and she became the CEO. Why? The power of the cross. The power of the blood. This was the secret behind Daniel's success. This was why lions could not eat Daniel. Do you know what that lion meant? That lion meant the devil. Because the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, goeth about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The story of Daniel is the story of every believer. The lion represents the devil. And the Bible says, when you fight on the side of God, no devil from hell can overpower you. David defined it as, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I shall what? Fear no evil. It's the same thing he was talking about. It's a revelation for every believer. But the price of suffering for your faith is not negotiable. They will criticize you. They will mock you. They will ridicule you. But you have to keep standing on the side of the cross. Sometimes you are so tired, but you still have to wake up and pray. Sometimes you are, you, you are so late, instead of going home, say, I would rather go and share five minutes grace in church than not going to church at all. Sometimes you don't have data, you put off your phone and say, I'm not going to receive any message again because I, there is service. I realize I'm not going to be in that service. Now I have to join online and I have only 200 or 500 MB left. So now I have to put up my data from afternoon. All my friends cannot reach me on WhatsApp, on Instagram. Then once it's 6.30 or 9 o'clock, you put it on. And now you have suffered the loss of all the messages that you have received. You disable the data for your Facebook on everything. Then you are joining the service online. You are suffering something. 
That's why I wonder when those people will give excuse as to, I am tired. I said, is that why? Now, even if you are tired, you can join online. If you are a serious Christian, nothing can rob you of your faith. Is somebody with me? But the price is, you are not ready to suffer. You are not ready to gain God. You know, there are times I came to church preaching. But I remember some days I had to come. After first service, I would quickly go there and take my drug and come back. There are times I'm preaching and I'm having fever. But you will never know. And I'm telling the devil, no, not even having a... I mean, if you have been in this church for over 10 years, you can count that I, you have never heard that I've, I've, I've never missed a service on a Sunday because I'm sick. Does that mean I've never been time the devil tried to afflict me or hold me back? But we have to say no. In everything, we must continue to serve him. Hallelujah. The next price is what? The, the next price is what? Check your notes. Huh? Sacrifice. The price of sacrifice. Oh, we are digging deep on that one on Tuesday. The enemies of sacrifice. But it will cost you something to serve God. You, without sacrifice, you cannot love. Sacrifice channels your heart to love. What you sacrifice to is what you love. You sacrifice for what you love. You sacrifice for what you love. Mothers can tell you this. Fathers can tell you this. So mothers today, they could have bought cars with the amount they have spent on their children. But they, they sacrifice their dream car to send their children to school. So mothers today have not bought Christmas clothes for themselves. They can't remember the, the last time they bought Christmas clothes for themselves. But their children are always wearing Christmas clothes. Do you know why? They sacrifice for the joy of their children. Do you know that you cannot be a good parent if you cannot sacrifice? How many of you know that? Oh, do you know that? You cannot be a good mother or a good father if you are not ready to sacrifice. Because sometimes you see that some mothers will not eat so that their children can eat. Same with some fathers. Praise God. Now the third price is where we are. The price of dying. The price of dying. Now I'm going to just stay with this today. What does it mean to die for God? Does that mean you have to kill yourself? The answer is no. Are you with, oh, don't feel cold right now. Shake off that beast into the fire. Oh, is somebody with me? Say something. Shake. Do you okay? Say, shake off. No, shake off. Mama, shake off yourself. Shake off yourself. Don't be tired. Shake, 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 shake. Uh-huh. Look at you. Only one day rain. And you say you want to go to America. It's rain that is falling, not snow. America, London, UK. You want to come now. You are, you are doing like this inside. Come on, shake yourselves. America, here I come. Europe, here I come. Snow, expect me soon. Say countries with snow. Oh, you don't want to go there. Say countries with snow. Expect me very soon. So I'm so adjust. Okay, adjust. Okay, come on, somebody adjust. Those of you are at home right now, adjust at the viewing center. Shake, 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 shake. Adjust. Even though you never go to a country that has snow, because rain is making you feel cold. That much more snow. Glory be to God. Now I will give you one point of what it means to die. I wanted to give you two, but I will give you one. 
What does it mean to die for God? I have five things that to die means. Number one, I will say to you, it means to be spiritually minded. To die for God means, yes, you may need to die physically. Let's get that one far. But not everybody has to die physically. A lot of Christians have been killed by Boko Haram for their faith. The bandits attacked so many churches in the north eastern part of Nigeria. One of the can, um, chairmen was killed in Nigeria some time ago for not denying his faith. Does that mean that he's not a Christian? Does that mean that God has forsaken him? Does that mean that God has abandoned him? The answer is no. To be a Christian may mean that you have to die for your faith. If that is what God wants or demands of you, don't deny Jesus at such moments. When you say you are a Christian, you must be ready to die for your faith. You don't hear people talk about this anymore. But this is the gospel truth. We don't pray for it. But we have seen, we have seen it happening in the northern part of Nigeria. The northeastern part of Nigeria especially. Where they are entering churches as they are having vigils. Entering churches as they are having service. And shooting them. And killing them. Does that mean that God has forsaken them? No! Paul the apostle was one of those who were persecuting Christians. But thank God they didn't deny Christ. And a lot of these Boko Haram guys will get saved one day. Some of them will become pastors. A lot of the bandits and the terrorists, terrorists terrorizing Nigeria today, I see the same Jesus that converted Paul Soft to Paul, converting some of them. As we keep on praying, Jesus will appear to them. Don't be surprised when Shekau and his gang start preaching about the cross. But you and I have to keep on standing for what we believe. Hallelujah. So that's one aspect. The other aspect now is to die means to be spiritually minded. And I'm going to explain this one. And if this is the only point today, because I don't want to rush, I want to, I will, I will be very happy if you can get what I'm about to say. So get ready now. Romans chapter 8. Verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, listen to me. 
when you are a Christian, the price of dying means the price you have to pay to be spiritually minded. Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. You are a spirit being. That is why you are referred to as a person. Who is a person? A personality is someone that has a will, that has emotion. Listen, listen to me before I go deeper. See, I told you three weeks ago that I will start teaching deep things. Because if I keep giving you milk every Sunday, the Bible says you will not be able to discern good from evil, according to Hebrew. He said, strong meat belongs to those who have their senses exercised and are able to discern between good and evil. When, if, when you are being fed continuously with things that make you jump and shout and make you scream, you will not be able to grow and discern what is evil from good. So listen to me now. It is not, I'm not giving you milk, I'm giving you meat. So open your heart and receive. This is what you need to be a good Christian, a strong Christian, a Christian indeed. So let's go. A person has a will. Anytime you say somebody is a person, he has a will. He has emotion and he has intellect. Intellect, emotion, and will makes a person. I'm talking about what it means to be spiritually minded. And I will explain it very deep for you. So, a living human being has a will, emotion, and what? So, for you to say somebody, for you to refer to somebody as a person, the person must be living. You don't call a dead body a person. When somebody dies, you can't use the word a person is dead. You can't call the person a, a, a dead body a person. A person only refers to a living human being. Are you with me? When a woman being dies, it's not a person anymore. Because what makes a human being a person is that he has a will, emotion, and what? And those will, emotion, and intelligence is expressed through the body. The word person is from the Latin word persona. Persona. That's where we have the word personality. Do you know what persona means? Persona is what they use for actors. Some of you would have watched some movies that some people will hold a mask and they will come dancing and they will talk, start talking from that mask. In the Latin word, the, that mask that the person speaks through is referred to as a persona. There are two words 
for a person. Pa, then sona. Pa means through. Sona means sound. So it means to make sound through something. So when he owns that mask, it means that he's making sound, speaking, expressing himself through that sound. But he is not the mask. But he only speaks through the mask. Do you understand? What? Somebody's not getting me now. Oh, look at the way you are. Am I, is it hard to understand? Take my jacket. The end of this jacket is a persona. As my hand is moving, you can see that the jacket is moving. Everything I do, the jacket is doing it, right? So I'm you there with me. You see the jacket is moving. But the moment I remove this cloth, this my hand from this part of this jacket, the same jacket, what will happen to it? Will not become active anymore. It means... The reason why this jacket is moving is because of me. But I am not the jacket. So the jacket is the persona with which my, I am expressing myself. That is what your body is. Your body is the container with which your spirit, the real being, the person, the person, the real you is not your body. The person ex- uses the body for expression. That is why we don't refer to the body that is dead as a person. Because now there is nothing expressing itself through that body anymore. The moment expression is not going through that body, the body ceases to be a person. So a person is not just one with a body. While a person can express himself through a body. This is why demons can express themselves. That's why demons always look for a way to express themselves. They use goats. They use animals. Some will say that um, the reason why they don't eat pork is because Jesus cast devils into deep um, pork. But the demons were just expressing themselves through the pork. Some of the, you see, the Bible talks about Babylon and the hateful birds. Demons express themselves through birds. I, I, there was a night I was praying, not here, and every night a bird would come and lie there and be staring at me. I know it was a demon. Because the way the bird was looking at me, every, I know when that bird comes around, everything about the environment changes, I feel swelling, but I decide not to even do anything about the bird. So whenever I'm praying, the bird will come at a particular time around 2 a.m. and just perch on the fence. I know if some of you, you will start shouting blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. The bed did it one month, two times, three times, four times. And one night, I just announced in church. And I said, I know there's a bread that has been coming every time I'm praying. But now that's the last time that bread is going to come. Because the fire of God is going to destroy that bread. And you know what happened? By the time I came to church, I think I did it on Friday. I said it on Friday. By Sunday morning, we saw the bed right in front of the church dead. Now, does that mean that that demon died? The demon will go and look for another expression. Do you understand? I'm talking about something deep. Now listen. When it now means that you should be spiritually minded, you don't understand what it means. 
It then means to treat God as a person. When to be spiritually minded means to relate to God as a person. Put your hand together for Jesus, everybody now. Oh, put your hand together for Jesus. Those of you at Viewing Center, put your hand together for Jesus too at the Viewing Center. Put your hand together. Hallelujah. So when the Bible says to be spiritually minded means to relate to God as what? A person. God is a person. Jesus is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. Out of the Trinity, only Jesus expressed himself through the body. That is why the Bible says that the word became flesh and dwells among us. But before he became flesh, he was still a living word. He was a person. Jesus was a person, but he became flesh. Is God a thing? No, is God a thing or a person? Is Jesus a person? Of course. You know, because he came to this world, he became flesh. Is the Holy Ghost a person? Now, a person has three things. What are the three things? Will. So when you relate to God as a person, you are relating to the three aspects of God. You relate to the will of God. You relate to the emotion of God. And you relate with the intelligence of God. To be a Christian that is spiritually minded, you must relate with God in these three aspects of your life. The will, the emotion, and the what? Intelligence or the intellect of God. When you do this, your Christian life will take another dim- dimension. Now, let's go into the three aspects of God that makes him a person. His will. His will. I'm proving to you that God is a person. To be a Christian is to relate with God as a person. Relate with Jesus as a person. Relate with the Holy Spirit as a person. How do you relate with God as a person? I'm teaching you how to do this because from today, your work with the Holy Spirit will take a new dimension. You will be spiritually minded because God is a spirit, but he is a person. He is a person. Understand this. Luke chapter 11. Let's talk about the will of God. Luke chapter 11 verse 2. And he said unto them, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom, what? Thy, thy, thy will. He's talking about the person of God. Thy will be done. Luke 22 verse 42 saying if thou be willing remove this cup from me this is Jesus praying in the garden of Eden 
Nevertheless, not my will. So he's, he's talking about two wills here. Jesus said, I have a will because I'm a person. But Lord, I know you also have a will. So he said, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm sharing something very important with you now. Acts chapter 13 verse 2 to 3. As they ministered to the Lord. Acts 13 verse 2 to 3. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said. Separate me Barnabas and Saul. For the work whereunto I have called them. It means. No let's read verse 3. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Now, Barnabas and Paul were in a place. The people began to fast and pray. And God said, you know what? You know what? Do you want to know what I think in this matter? Say yes. I, my will is that Barnabas and Paul begin to evangelize in all the places. And they said, yes, sir. And instantly they removed them from the church. And gave them out. Your prosperity in life. Your victory as a Christian. Is to always relate with the will of God. Concerning every aspect of your life. A Christian who does not seek the will of God. Will remain defeated. No matter how much he fast and pray. To be a Christian. Is to always Find out what the will of God is. And surrendering to that will. God has a will. Do you know that most Christians do not ask God for his will? Ask yourself. 2021. Have you found out the will of God for your life? 2021. This month of April. Do you, did you find out the will of God? So you are wondering why your life is frustrated. Because Mr. Paul and Barnabas, where you are is not where God wants you to be. The job you are hate is not where God wants you to be. But you are struggling there because that is your will, but not the will of God. When you relate with God as a person, every day when you wake up, like Jesus said, you will say, your will be done. The greatest prayer you can pray every day is your will be done. Lord, I feel like going out but your will be done. Lord, every step I take today, let your will be done. Lord, every food I, every, everything I do today, let, let, every, everything I do today, let your will be done. A man of God said one day he was eating and he was eating. He's been fat, he has not fasted for some time. Or as he was eating, even when he was breaking his fast, I've forgotten how he said it. But this particular day he was eating. And he was so happy with the food he was eating. And the Holy Spirit said to him, We are dropped that food. You are eating too much. Start fasting now. Start fasting now. Start fasting now. And he said, Yes, sir. And he began to fast. He said, Do you know that you can fast after you have eaten? Oh, yes, you can. Oh yes you can. Some of you, let me tell you something. You say you want to fast tomorrow. But tomorrow, you wake up. And your mommy serves you food. With all sincerity, you forgot that you are fasting. 
Or somebody just gave you something and you just put the bread in your mouth. Ah. And just as the bread went through your throat, bam! How many of you have experienced it before? Bam! You realize that I'm fasting. I will tell you something. You have not broken your fast. You have not broken that fast. To break your fast is to engage your will. When you did not engage your will and it happened accidentally, you have not broken that fast. You continue it. You continue. You continue. Father, I'm sorry that I, did. I was not diligent enough about that eating that food. It will not repeat itself again in Jesus' name. Then you continue. But some of you say, oh, you know, Lord, I've broken, I'll continue tomorrow. Well, yeah, bring the remaining food. <laughs> bring the remaining food. Then you have missed it. And do you know that you may fast tomorrow and nothing will happen? Because you have missed the will of God. That's why the devil tempted you with that food. He told Jesus, turn this stone to bread. Anytime you are fasting, there is no temptation of food. Believe you me, the will of that fast. Whenever you are fasting meaningful fast, expect the temptation of stone to bread. If food is not appealing to you when you are fasting, nobody is giving you free food. Nothing is appealing. Watch it. Something is, you should be worried. You should be worried. Sometimes if you do not even accidentally or knowingly put something in your mouth, so that the devil will prick your conscience so that you, in fact, anytime you see that temptation that you accidentally put something in your mouth without knowing it whilst you are fasting, that fast is a fast that will produce results in your life. There's a reason why that happened in your life. Don't stop that fast. Tell the devil, I will stop this fast. Church, be sensitive to the will of God. That is what it means to be spiritually minded. The Holy Spirit is a person. He said, send out Paul and Balaam. Brothers, brothers, You are disturbing me. Just stay, stay. You are disturbing me. Don't move around too much. The Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus is a person. So anything, every day of your life, when you wake up tomorrow morning, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, what is your will for today? When you ask that question, do you know what you are saying? I know that you are a person with a will. Now, I want you to guide me today according to your will. When you don't acknowledge the will of God, you cannot hear God clearly. Because you are relating to him as a thing. The reason why you have not been hearing God is because you relate with him as a thing. Because you have never sought his will concerning any matter. And when you don't seek his will concerning any matter... You cannot hear him speak to you. You must acknowledge, Father, what is your will in this matter? What is your will? I was going to take a decision recently on some important matters. Yesterday night as I was praying, I said, I had to talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please let me know your will concerning this decision. I feel like going ahead, but right now you have the final say. Holy Spirit, let me know the will of the Father concerning this will. Make the will of Jesus known to me. Let me know the will of God. If it is your will, 
when I sleep and wake up, let this desire increase. If it is not your will, let it die. Holy Spirit, do it your own way, but I want to know your will. When you do this, I'm telling you, you will begin to hear the voice of God more audibly in your life. It is those who seek the will of God that hears God clearly. When you don't seek his will, you cannot hear him. Because this iPad does not have a will. So it cannot speak. God cannot speak to those who does not acknowledge his will. Thy will be done on earth. This is the key to being a Christian. You love the guy and you know God knows when, you're, when, you, when, when he has a say. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. You can't deceive him. He knows. You love him. You know sometimes you love somebody, you have made up your mind but you are going to say, Father, is it your will? He knows that if he says that he should not do it, he will not go ahead so he will not speak. But God's silence does not mean go ahead. When God is silence, it only means wait until you hear clearly. Silence is never a go ahead with God. Christians, are you hearing me this morning? I'm talking about to be spiritually what? Minded. The emotion of God. So I've talked about to be spiritually minded is to relate to the will of God. Know that he has a will. The next one is the emotion of God. You must acknowledge that God has emotion. If you want to enjoy to be spiritually minded, you must relate to God as an emotional being. And I'm going to prove to you why that God has emotions. God has emotions. Jesus has emotions. The Holy Spirit has emotions. So if you are a Christian, you must focus your attention on the emotional side of God. Intentionally. Be very intentional about relating with the emotion of God. Most people don't care about the emotion of God. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 to 31. Let's just go with Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 to just 30, 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. It means don't vex him. Do not offend. Have you ever been offended by somebody before? It's because the person is a person. A personality expressed in the bodily form. And let me say this. When the Bible then says, in the Old Testament, the Bible says, let me just explain something to you. In the Old Testament, the Bible says, Moses built a tabernacle for God and the fire of God was on, on that tabernacle. And every time they want to meet with God, they go into that tabernacle. The place called the Holies of Holies. The Holies of Holies is a place that is not accessible to everybody. And only the high priest can go in there. Now, in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 3.6, the Bible says that your body is the temple of God. And the Spirit of God dwells in you. So, God uses your spirit being to express himself. And he resides in you. And Jesus is the high priest that is there. 
Now the emotion of God is very critical. Look at it again. God can be happy. We see that you can verse God. You can make him happy. Luke chapter 15 verse 7 says, I say unto you that likewise, joy shall be in heaven. You can make God joyful. Say, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented. So you can make God joyful. Anytime you are doing things that make him joyful, you are, see, listen to me church, listen to me. You have to be intentional about relating with the emotion of God. Be intentional about making God joyful. Look at it again. Genesis 6 verse 6. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him. It saddened him. It pained him. It hurt him. Only a, a person can be hurt. Are you hurting God? Isaiah 63 verse 10 says, But they rebelled and vexed his only spirits. They rebelled and vexed him, saddened him, made, it, made him pain. Do you know God cries? Oh yeah, God can cry. God can be made to be sorrowful. You can't imagine God crying. But when God looks at some of you, you may, he may not, you see, crying is only expressed with tears. Some men know what it means to cry without tears. You know the most painful cry is the one that does not have the physical tears. Because when cry has tears, it is less painful. When you can, when there is no tears, the cry becomes more sorrowful. When you are just there, you want to cry, but you are holding it back. Your spirit, so the spirit of God, when the Bible says, use the word vex, grief, it means God is expressing sorrow. Christians can make God sorrowful because they are not intentional about the emotion of God. That is why the Bible then says in Mark chapter 12 verse 30 for thou shalt love the Lord your God. The word love God is a commandment that says relate with the emotion of God because God is a person. God is a person. Be spiritually minded. So when you are God minded, you will look at this thing I'm going to do, is it going to make God happy? Will God be happy with me? Am I going to grieve God? Your friends say, why are you not going? Because I realize if I do this thing, it's, not, it's, it's, it's going to grieve God. And do you know one thing? The best of God is reserved for his lovers. That's why the, the most prayerful is not the most blessed. It is the most lovely that is the most blessed. You can pray. But if you don't love, you cannot be blessed as a man who pray loved. If you pray a lot and love less, I tell, I know Christians who pray a lot and love less. How do you know whether you are loving God? Just check his love language. What are his love language? It says, seek first the kingdom of God. That's the commandment of emotion. So in the Bible, you have commandment of will, you have commandment of emotion. 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added to you. In other words, do the thing that makes him joyful. Relate to the emotion of God. Then it will begin to bless you. When you wake up tomorrow, ask yourself, what do I need to, how do I relate with the emotion of God today? So you have to go out of your way. To do the things that will put smile in the heart of God. In the face of God. You have to be intentional about doing things that will bring joy to God. Somebody will ask you, why are you doing this? He said, I am relating with the emotion of God. Because God is a person. And these are the things he loves. And when I do the things he loves, I am relating with him as a person that has emotion. First John 3 22 and whatsoever we ask we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. We keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing. Emotion of God. Commandment will of God. Pleasing. Emotion. Two things are here. You see when you read the scripture you should decipher how many instructions are there. First John said we keep his commandment. His will. And do the things that are pleasing. It's emotion. It's emotion. Then we receive everything we ask of him. Let me say this. Anytime you need something precious from God, just do the things that will relate to his emotion. I'm giving you a secret. Anytime you need, maybe you want more result from God, Ask yourself, let me relate with him as a person and begin to relate with the emotion of God. Begin to relate with the emotion of God. You will see how it will turn things around. Let me share something with you. I've thought about financial secret in first service. But if somebody asks me, what is one of the greatest secrets to some of the greatest blessings I'm enjoying or seeing in my life? I will tell you, I relate intentionally with the emotion of God. I have seen more blessings when I do the things that has to do with God's emotion. Whenever I identify an activity that appeals to the emotion of God, you will see me go all out for it. One of them is outreach. One of them is follow-up. Going for visitation. Because he said, the oppressed have you not, the sick have you not visited. It's there in the Bible. Evangelism, soul winning is appealing, is an emotional side of God. You don't win souls, you are not related with this emotion. Forget it. Because he said, these are the things that makes me happy. He came to seek, to save that which was lost. So someone who is not a Christian, who is not a soul winner, can be doing the will of God, but not relating with the emotion of God. Therefore, no blessing from him. Have you not understood why the devil always stops you from going out for outreach? Because it has something to do with the emotion of God. Emotion of God. Emotion of God. Honestly, see, God is my witness. God is my witness. I want to say something. That's why I say God is my witness. I have seen more blessing in my life when I spend with all my heart 
on things that has to do with outreach or helping the poor or visiting people. Because you see, these are God's love language. Helping the poor, soul winning, visiting and caring for people. Even this last outreach we had. Most of you don't understand what you do when you do evangelism or when you go and preach. That's why you don't see some things happening. All those things, helping the poor, going for soul winning, visiting sick people and those things, they are activities that are centered around the emotion of God. So when you are spiritually minded, you care about the emotion of God. And you see his blessing coming to you. Put your hands together for Jesus. I'm only explaining one scripture. To, to be spiritually minded. Hope you are being blessed by it. The last part is. The intellect. The intellect. To be spiritually minded means to relate with God as a person. Right? No, Are you with me? Oh, have you gone? We're almost finishing. Are you with me? Tap your neighbor. Hope you are getting something now. Are you becoming spiritually minded? So to be spiritually minded is to relate with God as a person. Right? And we have talked about how to now relate with God as a person. You relate with, with his will. You relate with his what? Emotion. The last one is to, you relate with his intellect. The, his intelligence. God is an intelligent being. God is an intelligent being. There are over 250 billion stars. I wanted to show you today. The earth revolves only around one of them. Out of the two, the, the NASA recently released an image of our galaxy. And it showed that they are open, real life. They are over 250 billion stars in our galaxies. The earth only revolves around one. Is one. So you can see that there are over two. One minus 250 billion. They said over 250 billion. It takes and look at the way the sun moves. No, look at the way the sun moves. It rises, it comes down, the moon comes, look at it, rain is falling, everything well organized. A disorganized person, an unintelligent person cannot do this. God has intelligence. Listen to me. You have to be intentional about relating with the intellect of God. Most Christians don't do it intentionally. Let's first establish the fact that God is an intelligent being. John chapter 14, when I say God, I mean the Holy, God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 26, what does it say? But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach. Do you see there? You cannot teach if you don't know. 
He shall teach you the intellect of God. The intelligence. He shall teach you all things. This is revealing God as a person. He shall teach you. He's telling you that he's a person. He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Look at it. Intelligent. Intellect. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Oh, somebody following me now. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think. Do you see the word there? Jeremiah 29 29, 11 reveals the person of God. For I know the thoughts that I want think towards you. I know the thought that I think towards you. I know the thought that I think towards you. They are thought of peace and not of evil. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Come now, let us reason together. You have been moving. Look at it. You have the best business plan. But you don't ask the Lord, Lord, how should I execute this business plan? If you don't relate with God as a person with intellect, you will never ask the Lord to teach you. Some of you have never asked him to teach you anything. No wonder you don't know. No wonder the people in the world are better than you. Because you you wake up every morning... You don't ask him to teach you on how to execute all your plans. So by the time you are sleeping in the night, you remember this, you remember that, you remember this, and you are so frustrated that you are always forgetting things. Listen to me. Those of you who realize you forget things a lot, begin to ask the Lord to teach you things. How do you overcome forgetfulness? By first acknowledging that God is a person with intellect and asking, Lord, help me to overcome this forgetfulness. Holy Spirit, teach me how to overcome forgetfulness. Teach me how to make the best out of this. The reason why you are a Christian, you forget things, you, you fail here, you fail there, is because you have never asked, acknowledge God as a person who can teach you. And if you don't ask him to teach you, he will never teach you anything. Have you, rem- have you forgotten why we said that? The, the Spirit of God will come upon him, the Spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of God, the spirit of understanding. What are all these? Intellect, intelligent, wisdom. The spirit, he calls him the spirit of wisdom. He calls him the spirit of knowledge. He calls him the spirit of understanding. These are, he, he, these are the intelligent of God. What will the intelligent of God do for you? The intelligent of God is the key to excellence in life. You cannot excel Without availing yourself of the intellect of God, of the intelligence of God. His will, his emotion, and his intelligence makes him a person. You stand back. I have been doing this business every year. 
Nothing has been happening. What should I do? So I had office in Computer Village some years ago. I'm one of the first set of technicians in Computer Village. The founding technicians in Computer Village. After the first generation, I was the, the people that founded Computer Village, the first set of people they trained, I was among them. Now over 20 years ago. And we were making money. We were making money. But one day as I began to fast and pray, as I began to fast and pray, I know I began to appeal to the intelligence of God. You have to be deliberate. Lord, teach me what to do. Business is not moving the way it used to move. Father, what should I do? You see, when you begin to ask that question, you are tapping, you are acknowledging that he is a person with wisdom, is a person with knowledge, is a person with understanding, and he can teach you because he created the universe you are living in and he understands it better than you. He understands life better than you. God understands business better than you. The business is started millions of years ago. He's still going. He's, the sun has not gone bankrupt. The moon has not gone. Nepal takes life. Everything happens, but God, don't blink it yet. God has not gone bankrupt. I know as I began to say, play softly. That's what I want you to do. Play softly. As I began to pray, then the Holy Spirit said to me, move to the island. Move to the highland. I told my wife, we are moving now to the highland. No money for renting a shop. When I first got to the island, I went to go and attach myself to a place where they needed a technician. I left my chair and I left my staff in Computer Village. At that time, I had about 10 staff working for me. I have an executive chair. I have a secretary. But now, the intelligence of God, the God with intelligence told me, don't mind all those things you are leaving behind. Go to Ireland. Go to this company. And it made me add favor with that company. They don't have any technician. So I said to them, anytime they repair, we'll share the profits together. So, MD in Computer Village became a sales floor attendant, and I will help them to attend to customer. A sales floor attendant on the island. It is only the intelligence of God that can help you achieve that. Some of you, you are carrying that CEO, 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 CEO. He <laughs> told me, forget your CEO title. Go and be a sales boy there. I could not see the you see the wisdom by the word by wisdom knew not God. I cannot people cannot understand. I used to hide from my friends so that they would not see what I'm saying. Even the people never knew I had an office. I was still paying people salary in the Keja computer village when their ogre is acting as a sales floor attendant for another business. The wisdom of God, the wisdom of God. We guide you to make decisions that normal business school will not teach you. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please stop our website at www.rtc.ng. May God bless you.